So you're a new e-commerce brand or you're just starting to scale up and you're looking at paid ads, but you're really confused because you have so many choices between Google, Meta, TikTok, Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn. Where are you going to put your money and what actually is the best platform for e-commerce? Today we have one amazing account rep, Ryan Rowley from TikTok, who is actually, he's thankfully agreed to come on the show to help new e-commerce sellers understand the TikTok ad side a little bit better. And ultimately my goal with this conversation is to use it to educate new e-com sellers. If TikTok is a good platform for them, what are some options available um, on the TikTok ad side and really help answer that question for like, where should you advertise as an e-commerce seller, as a new brand owner, as you're, even if you're just really starting to scale up. This is the Launch and Scale Podcast, the home of some of the best e-commerce advice on the internet today. Whether you're launching your first product or scaling your existing storefront, we include conversations from industry experts, best practices, and practical tips to help you run a profitable e-commerce brand online today. I'm your host, Kirsten, and my mission is to create 100 seven-figure brands by 2027. If you're going to be one of them, be sure to subscribe and not miss another episode. By the way, for more resources and information on how to work with us, go to launchandscale.co. Remember, that's .co, not .com. Apart from that, let's get into the episode. So, Ryan, I'm really excited to have you on the show today. The excitement is mutual, Kirsten. Thank you so much for having me on. I know. I remember when I asked you, I was like, this would be a really great topic. What do you think? And and here we are. So, um, how I always love to start these is um, tell me a little bit about what you do at TikTok on the ad side. Because I know that you work with a ton of online sellers, like in and out, helping with ad performance, et cetera, et cetera. Like what goes on? Um, like what do you what do you do on the TikTok side? Yeah, absolutely. So my role is really to partner with especially these small businesses that are just getting started out on TikTok and really help them find their audience, build their brand, find a way to get sales on TikTok, because honestly, it can be intimidating, right? If you go into an, any platform, right, you're going to come in and be like, I don't know what to do. Where do I start? I saw this random thing that maybe I should try out. And I'm here to guide you through all of that. And I love working with SMBs more specifically because sometimes they think that they can't do it especially on the e-commerce side of things. They think, I don't have a million dollars. I can't do what this brand is doing. I can't do what this brand is doing. That's okay, right? That's why I'm here and that's why TikTok is there to really empower those SMBs to see results for their business. And I absolutely love what I do. Yeah, and when it comes to TikTok, I know I have conversations with sellers when they're like, what should I do? Like Facebook ad costs are so high. We're considering going to TikTok because CPMs and things look great. But what's really changed with ads in the last two years is the folk, the shift away from photo and still images as ads and into short form video. And so when brands are looking at TikTok, at least the, like some of the ones I'm talking to, if they don't have video kind of already incorporated in their marketing strategy, like they're not already filming reels, they're not already building a TikTok following with video, they almost feel like TikTok is out of reach or the barrier to entry is, is so high. So I guess the first thing I'd love to demystify is like who should consider like when they're ready for TikTok? Mm -hmm. 
everyone's ready for TikTok and it's, there's always a place for you, right? And I think the biggest piece that I always run into, I'm glad you touched on this on the creative front, is yeah. they think it's easy for, to, for me to take a picture, but I don't know necessarily how to record a video. Like, do I need a film crew? Do I need good lighting? Do I need this and that? All you need is this, a mobile phone, right? That's about as basic as it gets. And I love that TikTok really broke through for that because that authenticity wins, right? You will see time and time again that ads on the TikTok platform that don't do well usually are the ones that are really highly produced, highly edited, highly really just looks like it was just a lot of time behind it. And the ones that do generally the best are the ones that someone just whipped out their phone and recorded something, right? So it's, it's always, I understand the fact that people think it's a big task. I do. But it's really anyone can do it. And that's the easiest part about it is because all you really need is a camera, which everyone has in their pocket these days. Yeah, which is, I keep, when I think of TikTok ads, I think that you're not recording ads. You are recording organic content as if you're just talking to a friend. That's Mm -hmm. what I think with ads. Exactly. So when it comes to, now, I've definitely, like, I've been interacting with a lot of e-commerce brands on the TikTok platform. I see live shopping. I see a lot of, like, the really cool seller tools that you are rolling out from 2023, etc. And I feel that TikTok is really ahead of the curve of helping its creators actively sell to its audience, engage with its audience. And I'd love to touch on, I guess, some of the initiatives you guys have put in place in the last few months and maybe what are some exciting um, rollouts that you're doing on the e-commerce side to just, you know, and, and just go from there. Cause I think that's honestly, that is one of your edges on top of any of the other platforms right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I love that, right? Because at, at a fundamental level, it's, it's the algorithm that does a lot of great stuff for us. Right. On top of that, we want to empower our advertisers, especially our SMBs, to really get that leg up through different product features. So you touched on video shopping ads, live shopping ads, things like that where people think, oh, I can't get that. I'm not your multi-million dollar brand. It's like, no, we're we're rolling that out to our SMBs. We're making those available so that they can take advantage as well. On top of that, we're trying to get different products to really help, again, those SMBs. So... I don't want to share too much about maybe things that are in testing right now, but I will say that we hear the advertisers, right? It's, it's coming from people like me and hundreds of other people like me, where we speak with our advertisers every single day. And I hear some things like, I wish we had this. I wish we had that. Can we get this? And we funnel that feedback up and our product team, which is as amazing as they are, they hear all that. And they said, we'll empower you guys. We'll get you what you need to get. And that's what I love about it. It's just, you can just see the products that have rolled around over the last even three months, right? Especially for our SMB advertisers that didn't exist a year ago. This time a year ago didn't exist. So it goes to show that we are listening to our advertisers and we're trying to help them out and give them the tools to see success. Yeah. So when we look at the difference, okay. So me being an advertiser, I understand some of the differences in the kinds of audiences and the kinds of um, advertising, like on Google, that's what we call high intent shopping because people who are actively searching for something comes in one way. Whereas if you are advertising in more of a poll fashion on like TikTok or Facebook to get people to discover your brand, 
it's just a different kind of audience in the funnel. I'm wondering, can you speak to some of the main differences in the audience on TikTok as opposed to a Facebook or a, or sorry, Meta or a Google? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that question. And I would say almost every day I answered at least once. So the biggest thing that I noticed with advertisers coming on TikTok, because it, it is newer comparatively to our competitors, is that they think that their audience on Facebook and Google is going to be the exact same on TikTok. And that is sometimes the case, but almost always not the case, right? There is an unduplicated, unique audience on TikTok that doesn't exist on other platforms, mm -hmm. in which case you're going to want to find different ways to appeal to that audience, right? Our audience at TikTok likes more organic posts. Our audience likes to be entertained. They don't want to be, you know, slide away from buying something, right? They want to be like, here's who I am, right? And I think the biggest piece that audience really loves is the brand awareness piece, right? Here's who we are as a brand. Here's what we care about. Here's our causes. I work with one company where they sell eco-friendly clothes and their main brand image is talking about that, right? That is something that really they're going to be able to drive home through videos and connect with their audience in that front. So regarding the audience piece, the, the audience is not duplicated. First off, there's definitely, of course, some overlap, but there's a unique audience that is untapped unless you advertise on TikTok. And then I will say also the biggest piece that people, advertisers sometimes struggle with is on Google and, and Meta, you know, generally speaking, you get very narrow. You get very specific. It's saying, hey, I'm selling food or I'm selling clothes. I'm going to target people that are interested in clothes. Yeah. But TikTok operates a little bit differently. The algorithm, again, I'll, I'll say it once and I'll say it again. The algorithm is, is truly a, a wonderful thing in the sense where it's going to find the right user for you inherently. So TikTok actually operates better broad. There are okay. unique instances where it doesn't make sense. But broad audiences usually always went on TikTok because you're giving the algorithm the reins to really do its thing. That makes sense. So where does TikTok sit in the funnel? Is it for brand awareness? Is it hoping to get conversions? Like, where is that? Love that question. I, I really do. Because sometimes the precognition is, oh, TikTok is just for brand awareness. And that's the only thing we're going to do. Right? I, I hear that a lot. If that were the case, quite frankly, I wouldn't be employed. Because we need to have some of these SMB advertisers see an ROI through conversions, right? So although it is important to build your brand awareness on TikTok, that is not where we're going to sit the entire time. There have been countless, there's a whole TikTok creative center or TikTok case study center, I should say, where there's numerous SMB advertisers talking about their conversion success strategy. So when advertisers are thinking, oh, I can... Sure, I can put brand awareness, but that's not putting money on, on the table for me. You, you will see conversions on TikTok as long as you're employing the strategies, learning on the platform, learning your audience and, and, and understanding who they are. And then when you work with them and understanding the lower funnel events like conversions, you can see results. But by all means, there's awareness. You can get followers. You can get sales. It's really up to you and a strategy you want to employ. So speaking of case studies, how effective is TikTok at driving purchase conversions? Mm -hmm. That's a good broad. question. Again, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I love it. If we weren't good at driving conversions, we wouldn't be rolling out things like live shopping, 
video shopping ads, catalog ads. I mean, all of these, some of these are phasing out. Some of these are phasing in. All that to say, if those, if we weren't good at it, they wouldn't exist the product. They wouldn't put the time and energy to create that. So instead of me bragging about all the things we can do on the conversion side of things, let the proof of the products rolling out really show how effective we can be. And the case studies will really speak to that. Again, I, yeah. there's all ends of the spectrum. There's SMB mom and pops, and then there's your multi-million dollar brands, right? There are case studies yeah. for conversions on all of those online that you can see through TikTok case studies, which will really help see like, oh yeah, I can do this too. Yeah. And um, there is a misconception where people assume certain kinds of products will do well on TikTok. And I want to speak to this. I hear that people assume that the only kind of products that will do well being advertised on TikTok are the vir the viral the viral products, the under $50 purchase. And I know that that is not the case. So I would love to hear from you. What kind of products do you see having the most success on TikTok? It's a good question. And I hear that as well, right? It's like, oh, my product is too high price point. I can't do it, right? Yeah. Again, I don't want to call it any brands in particular, but there are brands that are selling multi-thousand dollar handbags, multi-thousand dollar clothes, multi-thousand dollar medical things that are selling on TikTok, right? Yeah. So again, that wouldn't exist if they didn't see success on it. So there is really a wide range of price points. There's no like, oh, you can't sell this on TikTok. It's too high price point. But again, leaning into who your audience is and really understanding the best practices on TikTok is going to do it's going to determine if you see success with either one, right? So if you're expecting to, let's say, launch a campaign today with a very, 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 very refined audience like that you use on Facebook, and you're saying, I'm selling a $1,000 product, I'm going to see a million sales by tomorrow. No, right? You want to learn your audience. You want to understand who they are. And then as you build upon that, you will see success. It's just going to take a little bit of strategy, but then also just being open to learning on the platform. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned like thousands of dollars, like, because if I can look at all the misconceptions people have about TikTok, they assume, um, I forget the term, but uh, low price products, the viral hits, we assume that only pe like under 25 in the US is on TikTok. We know that's not right for demographics. Um, before we get into, I really love to grill you on how to find the audience through testing, but I would love to hear from your mouth, who are the demographics on TikTok? Like, are they only mm -hmm. millennials? Are they people under 25? Like, what is that split? Yeah. So I, I don't have the up-to-date percentages as of today, but it started out like that, right? It started out yeah. in, I remember 2020, I was sitting in my apartment, downloaded TikTok. It was just a bunch of dancing millennials. And I was like, what is going on? I mean, little did I know I'd be, I'd be working for them yeah. later on, but we came full circle, but in any case, you know, that's how it started out. And then, and then it expanded just like, honestly, I'd argue every other social media platform or entertainment platform, right? It starts out young. That's usually who catches wind first. And then it expands. We are seeing an older demographic overall too. So mm -hmm. there is somewhere everyone, if you want to target that 35 year old, you can do that, right? If you want to target the 18 year old, you can do that. And there is a, such a wide array. We even have 55 plus targeting, which goes to show that again, they wouldn't create it if they didn't think the audience was there. Yeah, but it is there. So 
when it comes to finding your audience, so there's a couple things um, I want to help our audience get clear on. Um, it's great that you don't need to be a multiple eight-figure brand to afford advertising on TikTok, but what would be your recommended starting tester budget per day? So I'll say this, if I gave you a flat answer right now, this is not me dodging the question, but if I gave you a flat answer right now, you would t I, would, it would, I would be lying. You know, it's really going to depend on the price point of your product. If you're selling a $40 product, yeah. calculate your ROI, what you want to acquire that customer for, and then we can back into that. If you're selling a $100 product, that's going to be more expensive than a $40 product for your daily budget. No matter what, you will see results at every budget. It's just how mm -hmm. competitive do you want to be on the auction platform? So people think that, again, you need these millions of dollars. You don't, right? Yeah. It could be 1000 It could be 500 it's just depending on your budget, it could be a hundred. Depending on your budget, we'll employ different strategies to ultimately get where you need to go. And there's something I work with clients with all variety of budgets, and that's the beautiful thing is it's not a one size fits all strategy. If someone tells you that it is, they're lying. It is a different strategy yeah. for based on your budget, and we can see your results either way. And love to go into why, because I think this is a really good aha moment. So if we're working with a um, product that's $150 and I spend $50 a day on advertising, I don't have enough in the budget to give TikTok's algorithm anything to play with to acquire a product at the price point we need. Because let's assume that $150 item in the beginning is a minimum CPA of $60. So if I'm not even giving the algorithm enough to be successful, it's not going to essentially have anything to play with. So when we look at building a daily budget, it comes down to giving the algorithm enough budget to acquire a certain amount of purchases so that it can optimize for that. And I think that mm -hmm. for someone just getting started, they're asking the wrong question of how, what do I have to spend? Because you're right, it does come down to giving the algorithm a certain budget it needs to be successful. And that's dependent on your goals and your acquisition cost. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I love that Kirsten, because it goes to show that maybe you don't have the, what it takes right away to dive in the deep end to go straight for that low funnel conversions campaign. Right. And something we kind of say internally on our team is you got to learn how to swim before you dive in the deep end. Right. So learning how to swim means maybe some more upper funnel campaigns build your audience mm -hmm. right with a very cheap follower campaign with a very cheap awareness campaign just optimizing for video views well i'm not getting sales yes but you're building your audiences and then we can yeah. retarget them later with a lower budget because you've understood who's higher intent and then you can get away with the lower budget later on yeah which at that point a follower campaign you could do for like what 50 a day we'll say to start getting that going and then build up. Yes. I love follower campaigns because they are, especially for people that are a little bit tighter on budget, which is totally fine. Yeah. It's a good way to build your awareness like that. $50 a day, you're going to see, I won't ever promise anything, but you will see really great results with something like that. You know, that's actually one of the biggest takeaways I had from working with you or have, yeah, had from working mm -hmm. with you because, um, coming from Facebook world, I was against paying for followers because I think that paying for followers, you're not, it's just for optics. And I didn't understand why that would actually translate to helping an account. So I 
actually was convinced to do follower campaigns through you because we were working with a premium baby product and you were like, look, if they have 200 followers and you are trying to promote a health product in the pr a premium baby space, like there's not enough social proof for someone to trust this brand. So you want to do a follower campaign to get the follower count up to like one to 2,500 followers to have that social proof. But also while you're doing that, you're building audiences, you're getting more people watching your videos, you're getting more hits on the pixel, everything helps. And at that point I went from, um, like, oh, it's not just about buying likes. Like there's a whole other strategy behind that. So that's why like follower campaigns have actually been like one of the best starter strategies we have to help inf like help inform um, everything else lower in the funnel once we start asking people to like add to cart, purchase, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed working with you on, on that particular brand, Kirsten, because exactly what it was, right? Especially with health products, people want to see that social proof, right? And they, they want to make sure they can trust it. I'm not saying social media is always credibility, right? But it does help build that brand awareness. And another thing with that too is with TikTok profiles, I treat them as a second website, right? Honestly, I, I don't have the percentages, but I would say that a lot of people convert just by seeing the videos on our TikTok profile page versus their website, yeah. right? The conversion, the sale may happen on the website. That's the cash register. But mm -hmm. the, the profile is really what's presenting like, hey, here's who I am. It's almost like your resume in the social media world. And it goes yeah. to show if you people go to profiles, see a good amount of content and followers, it's really gonna help drive results home. Yeah, and that actually brings me to my last question, um, which is, because we've already answered one, like, do you need to have a following on TikTok? I think we've indirectly covered that with the follower campaign and building a bit of social proof that way. Um, what is the secret to success with TikTok ads? Be willing to learn. I think that is the biggest thing. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I will say that TikTok is not what it was in 2020. It's mm -hmm. grown like crazy in a very, very, very good way, right? And people think they're either too late or they just don't know how to do it. The way I phrase it sometimes is you are getting, but it, it is still not as saturated as some of our competitor platforms. The way I phrase it sometimes is you are still getting New York, New York State, real, New York real estate many, many years ago, right? Yeah. You're still getting in early on. You just may not be the first person on the platform. So to see success on TikTok, be open to learning because it is a quote unquote newer platform, yeah. but be willing to keep an open mind, right? And be willing to really lean in, especially if you have a representative working with you which we love to do and really be like, okay, let me keep an open mind. This may not work, right? Maybe I'm going to target just this gender and maybe it doesn't work. That's okay. I'm going to try something else. But I learned a lot from that. I learned what videos my audience resonates with. I learned what they don't resonate with. Mm -hmm. Now I can stop wasting time making those kind of videos. I can continue making time making these kind of videos. And I think that's the biggest piece yeah. is being able to lean in and keep an open mind. Oh, so much. Um, and I guess like one thing I want to say as an advertiser who has dealt with meta versus TikTok, like I've had nothing but terrible experiences with meta from their customer service to their reps giving bad advice over and over that end up not getting you results or, um, shutting down accounts and not being able to get in contact with anyone. Like it's just, you know, the horror stories you hear of their AI just shutting stuff down overnight. And, um, 
when, you know, I was so going over to TikTok, I was like, oh boy, what's this going to be like? And then when your team reached out immediately, because I had had such a bad experience with other ad platforms, I was like, I'm not taking this call because what are they going to teach me? But then something I was like, I'll just do it. And my experience with TikTok has been literally night and day from Meta. Like your team cares, you get on calls with people. I think the fact that we can put a, a face to a brand on this channel just goes to show how caring and in touch TikTok is trying to be with its community. Um, and really like your team are actual marketers. And, and I know this is like, you really know your stuff. And I think that I've been in digital marketing for five years and you guys have blown away me with the amount that you know and how much you care. So I just think from an outside perspective, um, TikTok has just been like an absolute breath of fresh air with, um, with that. Because of that, like I am a huge advocate for TikTok as, and I've seen like nothing but really good results with the right companies that we get on the platform. So I just want to say thank you for what you do. <laughs> I appreciate that, Kirsten. I, I try my hardest. I, I know my team does well. You know, some of them are way better at it than me and everyone's got their strengths and, and everything. But the one thing I will say is we do genuinely care, you know, from, yeah. from a fundamental level. And it yeah. sounds cheesy, I know, but like, again, it goes back to what I mentioned about the budget and what I go back to, how do you see success on TikTok? I'm not dodging the question. It's just, it's not a one size fits all. If it was, maybe I wouldn't be employed. And yeah. honestly, I would be lying to you because it's going to take, depending on your budget, depending on your brand, depending on who you are, it's going yeah. to change, but that's what we're here to help with. But that's a professional opinion. If we did one size fit all answers, it's probably not good advice for certain mm -hmm. people. So, yeah. um, awesome. So in terms of, you know, someone watching this video right now, if you are watching this and you want to learn about more about TikTok and explore it as a ad platform for your small business, um, I would encourage you to check out some of the case studies and check out just some of the brands that TikTok has seen success with either from a live shopping standpoint or from a conversion standpoint. Um, Ryan, where can people find that, like those case studies? Yeah. So if you just Google TikTok case studies, I promise you it'll be the first link that pops up and they will, there will be numerous amount of case studies based on industry, country the objective, the campaigns you're trying to run, everything. And there's no shortage. And I think it's a great place to start to see, especially if you're not a huge brand, you can see, okay, like they did it, I can too. And I think it's a fantastic way to see how to get started and what results could look like for you. And you also have, I think it's the ad library where you can check out some other ads that are being run in your space. Correct, it's called the TikTok Creative Center. So essentially what that is, is you can see the top ads running as well as different categories, different keywords, things like that. But I understand, like I personally struck with creativity. My sister suck at creativity. All my, my sister got all of that. You know, sometimes it's like, how do I make my first video? Like, I don't even know where to start. That is a good place to start to be like, okay, we don't have to recreate the wheel. Like this inspired me. This inspired me. I can do that. I can do that. And that's a great place to start. So TikTok Creative Center, definitely check it out. Lovely. We're going to post links to all that uh, below in the description. Uh, or if you're listening on the podcast, be sure to do a quick Google. Um, but outside of that, Ryan, this was awesome. 
Is there anything else I should have asked you today that I haven't? No, you covered everything to anyone listening that's thinking about getting started. The only thing I would say is it's not as hard as you think. Just get started. Make that first video. And from there, sky's the limit. Yes, I love it. All right. Awesome, guys. If you are looking for more resources on how to get started with video, building a content strategy to grow on the organic side, then check out some of our other short form videos we have. We have a ton of resources on this channel to help you do that. And be sure to give this video a big thumbs up and comment below to thank Ryan for taking time out of his day to come here today. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit subscribe on your mobile device. And for more resources and information on how you can launch and scale your e-commerce business online, be sure to go to launchandscale.co. And we've also got a ton of free actionable content available on TikTok and YouTube. Just be sure to go to either platform, search for Kirsten, my name, K-H-I-E-R-S-T-Y-N. Apart from that, we'll see you in the next episode.